are now tuned in to D.A.R. Media, and we've got a big one today, tonight. It's been recorded at night because we had to hustle and jump right on here. The alarms were going off, but today we have a big episode. It finally happened after Powerhouse Peagle laid the curse on Dame Lillard and his relationship with the Trailblazers. Dame demanded a trade, and we are finally back with the round ball rock round table and our first guy up in here is our man who's plugged into nba scouting circles he is shaka sapalo uh we're gonna get him get his take on this and then we'll have the rest of the gang uh joining us after this segment so stay tuned for that i know you can see on the timer on your audio file right now, whatever you're playing this on, that it is much longer than one segment. So stay tuned for the rest of the gang to join us later. But right now we got our guy plugged into NBA scouting circles. Uh, Apollo, it finally happened. Give us the breakdown, bro. Yeah, it finally happened. Um, so Damian Lillard, uh, uh, he is traded to Milwaukee. Um, it's a three three team trade. Uh, but we got the um the Phoenix Suns involved and the um the Blazers, of course. And um, so uh, what what is it? Uh, Aiden DeAndre Aiden goes to Portland. That was the first I saw that. I just started cackling because I was like, these motherfuckers finally found a way to get Aiden out of there. <laughs> now, now, if people remember on, on one of our earlier uh, pods. I said that, like, you know, when we was talking about the rosters, I was saying, you know, he he he's still he's still on the the trading block, and you know, it looked like he was making nice, like, oh, like the organization was making nice with him, but it was just all a smoke screen to build up his value, and they, they got it. Um, and um, and who else? Uh, Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen get traded from the Bucks, I believe. Uh, they go to Portland. No, um, Grayson Allen goes to Phoenix, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and Holiday goes to Portland. Um, so I mean, and this couple and Nurkic, yeah, Nurkic is like the other big name, I guess. Um, he goes to uh Phoenix. Um, and then you got a bunch of other guys, you know. <laughs> um, but um, like what Keon Johnson and uh, forgot the other guy name, but anyway. Um, so yeah, Dame's finally out, and then you got. Jimmy Butler posting talking about tampering and stuff like and Tyler Hero is um co-signing him and stuff. I'm like I don't know, it's, it's it's pretty wild, man. Um but I believe this stems from Damian Lillard from the jump pretty much killing his value or killing the leverage that the team would have and getting him the deal that he wanted initially. I mean you know, I mean, unless he was just trying to use NBA, you know, bait or whatever. You you never know with these guys. But um, he he said Miami. He was stern on it, you know, and he even had your agent putting out stuff like that. Like it's it became too much, man. So everybody knows you you want to go there, but apparently they've been in they've been an impasse for like. And they've been like farther apart since they were since this whole saga began. Um, and um, that's because you know Miami is not really in the budge with like Tyler Hero and 
behind me, uh, Jaquez and, you know, a couple of other guys. But, I mean, look, I don't blame them. I don't, I don't blame them. They, like, they just made the finals for the second time in how many years? Maybe, like, what, three, four years? So why should we give up so much? He He's saying, and, you know, this is from Miami's perspective, he's saying that he wants to come here. You know what I'm saying? But I give Portland that. They, they didn't have to capitulate to Damien's demands. I mean, as, as we said at nauseum, like, it doesn't matter if he wants to leave so bad. Like, come on, bro, you signed a contract. And you were talking about, you know, you were so steadfast and not wanting to chase rings and stuff like that. But you eventually left anyway. So it's like, this is affecting your legacy. If you do not, if y'all, if the Milwaukee Bucks do not make the conference finals at least, I mean, this is a failure because, I mean, let's look at it. Their, their projected starter lineup, the projected starter lineup right now for the Milwaukee Bucks is Dame Lillard, Chris Middleton, Jay Crowder, uh, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez. Now, granted, as even though, even though I don't like the fact that they got rid of Drew Holiday because I feel that, or and Grayson Allen, because I feel that they were really good defenders in the backcourt, especially. And um, but now you still got you still got a good defensive presence in Giannis and Brook Lopez, you know. But um, and Jay Crowder for that part, because I mean he's not really doing no offense like that. He's capable, but he's 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 basically going to be the the Charles Oakley, you know what I mean? The, the Draymond, like he's going to do all the dirty work. Him and Brooke Lopez, for that matter. But um, you know what? I I I I had to I had to think about it, and I had to go deeper into details. I don't hate the trade as much as I did earlier. Um, because looking at Milwaukee, they they I'll put it like this: as currently constructed, Milwaukee is the second best team in the East to me, and that's behind Boston. I still think Boston has a better roster because adding Porzingis. People are sleeping on that. Like, for if he can stay healthy, Porzingis adds an element that is, that, that they never had before. That Boston has never had before. And you, you know, you got Tatum and Brown. These are top, what top ten, top fifteen guys, of course. So it's like adding him with that and all that spacing. That's going to be dangerous. So um, you know, Harding wants to leave Philly. So I mean, I'm 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 putting Philly as third maybe fourth best team in the east as currently constructed but um yeah man uh i mean for portland's sake i mean what they got they got scoot now they got drew shaden sharp uh jeremy grant uh now they got Aiden. i mean that's a solid that's a solid lineup i mean absolutely i think they will be better they should be a better team than they were last year Uh, and they still got simons of course but um, they should be a better team than they were last year. But whether or not they have a better record, I mean, that's left to be seen. Um, I mean, and then uh, Phoenix. And now Phoenix, Phoenix is funny to me in this regard. But I understand what they did. They wanted to get depth because they got the most players out of the deal. They wanted to get depth. So I don't And they had them. none of it before that. And they had none of it before then. Yeah. But, but they were starting they were starting to, to slowly get in pieces um bit by bit. But um the the problem with Phoenix is you guys three of your superstars at any moment could miss the entire season. 
because of injury. And then that's squad you got around them. I mean, come on now. They're, they're not competing in the West. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, other than that, man, I, I think it's a solid trade uh, overall for Milwaukee. They didn't have to give that much up. You know, Drew Holiday, he's aging. As good as he is, he's aging. And Grayson Allen, I mean, he's a he's a pest. Um, and he's not that good anyway. So <laughs> he didn't really give up that much. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a solid trade overall. But what do you think of uh, the value that, you know, because, you know, you move on from a from a, a generational superstar if you're Portland. What do you think of the value that they got out of this overall? I mean, I, I would think that this is better than what they could have expected getting out of Miami with zero leverage. With zero leverage, yeah. Um, I say NC, but see, that's Dame's fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, anyway, it, you know, in sports, I don't, I don't ever want to hear anything about both owners and GMs complaining about, oh, we didn't have the money to do that. No. When they want to move and make a move for a player that they want, they will make the moves. That's in every sport. So something, it could have got done, you know, if 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 things were, but, it, it, you know, and Dame, Dame has and Dame has nobody to, to blame but himself if if Milwaukee is you know like a consolation prize for him because I mean any any team other than Miami should kind of feel slighted like damn man like even if we get his services it's like does he really want to be here we don't know I well, mean that he, was going to be that was going to be my last question uh, do you think yeah because you know him and his agent have said that the he, he's not showing up to camp if it's not Miami. So do you yeah. think he's going to show up? Do you think this is a gamble, Milwaukee getting the asset and then seeing if they could flip it? Do you think he's going to show up and it's going to be all get all figured out and they're going to be have a solid run in the East? Well, well, I mean, my my fault for not even finishing to answer your your last question, but um, uh, real quick, I was just going to say that you know the value that Portland got. I don't think it was good enough, to be honest. I don't think it was good enough. I think this trade is good for Milwaukee and Phoenix more. Is it not good enough for Dame, or is it not good enough even with relative to the situation of him submarining their fucking leverage? Uh, your first, your first, uh, your first choice. Just the fact that Dame, like, saying he's a he's a superstar, he's a generational guy, like. You don't want to. You don't want to sell yourself short, and in a way they did. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, in, in, in a way, in a way they really did. But it's like at the same time, yes, yeah, it's hand in hand. Two things can be true at the same time. He's, he 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 killed their leverage, so it's like. So it, it wasn't enough, but it's his fault that it wasn't enough. Right. Right, it just wasn't enough, and I don't know, like I said, it's good for Milwaukee because they didn't have to give up much. But and I mean Phoenix, I mean hey, Phoenix got Phoenix, Phoenix got a whole lot. So I mean, it's so is um, is he going to show up for Milwaukee? And also, I think part of the reason, do you think part of the reason that Milwaukee was willing to take that risk because they're doing everything they can to try and show Giannis that they're trying to do things for him 
Absolutely. Um, especially with those comments he made uh, recently. Um, <laughs> you know, when you're a superstar, and especially, I mean, he has all the leverage with that organization. He led them to a title. So it's like they have nothing to say to him. But, okay, whatever you want. Um, and even it means keeping your brothers. <laughs> your bomb-ass yeah. brothers. Bomb-ass brothers. Um, that it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I think he's going to show up. He's a professional. I, like, I don't get that sense from him. Like, he's going to hold out or hold in or like that. But um, it's, it, it's, just, it's just funny to me how he, in the end, he did get what he wanted. <laughs> so it's like, could he play with a chip on his shoulder? He very well could. And that could very well propel them to the conference finals and the finals. I mean, and now, even though I said it is, to me, it's currently constructed they're the second best team in the East. I, I'm not saying that they can't be beat. <laughs> I'm not saying that they can't be beat. Um, and man, I don't know, man. I, I, I think he, I think he, he's the piece they needed definitely. I mean, him and Middleton. I mean, if you look at it from a structural point point of view, a fundamental point of view. I mean, the buckets offensively, they, they're going to be outstanding. It's just a little bit of the defense that they gave up for it. But like I said, they still got Giannis and, and Brooke Lopez. They crowded. My, my problem is, or my, my question is, on the bench, who's going to be able to stop the nosebleeds or stop the runs of the opponents? You know, we don't know. Well, ladies and gents, that is – Shaka Apollo, thank him for uh, taking time out. Jump in with us. Give us his thoughts. We're kind of doing this thing in shifts tonight, so uh, awesome to have him have his perspective. We will be right back with the rest of the team. True, I think we're getting the powerhouse Peagle in here tonight. We're getting we're getting everybody. It's it's yeah. So be right back with the rest of the team. USA. All right, we're back in here. We got Powerhouse Eagle, a a guest of honor in this situation. Many would say, many smart people out there in the world are saying that this probably happened perhaps primarily because of Powerhouse Eagle and his comments on the first DAR Sports Media Roundball Roundhouse Rock. He's back. He's in here from Eclipse Theory Games podcast. We love him when he can, whenever we can get him. Uh, fly Eagles fly. They're whooping ass. But he's here tonight to talk about Dame finally changing his mind, demanding the trade, and it finally happened. Peagle, thoughts on all of this drama? Thoughts on the trade? Thoughts on the value? Thoughts on the fit? Go. So... I don't I don't have an issue with the trade from a basketball perspective. Um I have I have an issue with Mr. Run from the Grind. Because in this case, he was never gonna run from the grind. He just wanted the grind to run away from him. That's it. That's it. And that's how we got here. Cause there were reports coming out that said him and Giannis had been wanting to team up 
but they were kind of playing chicken on who was going to go to whose team. And my thing with that is Giannis a made man. That dude came out here in the finals game six and dropped 50 on a hyperextended leg. Yep. That was his team. That was his championship. He, he wasn't going to you. <laughs> like, get over yourself. You should have let that one go. Just be real with yourself. Like I said the first time, just be for real about it. We already knew you wanted out. We was hoping you wanted out. We know nobody winning nothing in Portland. You know, and it, it you know, it came to pass and he pushed the whole heat thing. And man, if that ain't funny as hell for the heat fans, I mean, they they just knew they was getting dang. And that brother ended mm-hmm. up in Milwaukee. Um, but you know, I mean, you know, the pass is the pass, it is what it is. I hope the dude is is happy with the trade. He seemed like he is. Um Fit wise, I mean, you give up your best guard defender in Drew Holiday. That's gonna hurt. I don't care. Like, I don't care who you think you're getting. That's gonna hurt because you losing that defense. Because Dame is sweet baby Ray slathered barbecue chicken on the defense end. Like, it ain't going down. But offensively, man, that's like getting Tyreek Hill because he's gonna open that floor up for Giannis in a way he ain't never seen in his career. I mean, everybody clogs the lane when he's out there because Drew can, you know, Drew can get buckets. We've seen that. Middleton can get buckets, but Middleton's a mid-range guy, so he's clogging the paint a little bit. But putting Dame out there with 40-foot range, everybody jumping out to get that, man, you kick out to Giannis, he got wide open. He dunking on everybody this year. Um, it's it's going to be crazy. I, I like Apollo said, I, I got an issue with what the bench is going to look like because that's, that's the type of trade you make and – you don't have a bench because you're either giving pieces up or you didn't already have a bench and you're just trying to get two superstars in the building. Um, so that's going to be a problem. That's always a problem. We see this all the time with teams that make trades um, where they just can't, they can't get right when it's time for somebody else to take a rest or you got to stagger everybody. So you end up playing a Giannis only five, which is going back to basics. Or you play a Dame only five, which is absolutely going to kill you defensively. As good as Brooke Lopez has been, he's not going to hold the he's not going to hold the paint down by himself. He's not going to hold the perimeter down by himself. Um, so they're going to need to get some help if they can get some cheap veteran help. I mean, before the Warriors snatched him up, I would have said they should have gone after Rudy Gay just to give him somebody long on the wing to help them out a little bit. Um, as far as the Suns, I think they probably made out the best in this, just because. I think I think because I forgot even for a little bit after the trade that they got Bradley Beal. And the issue was is that they gutted their bench to get Bradley Beal. That ain't a problem no more. They got a rotation. They still got KD. They still got Book. That's going to be a problem team for a lot of folks. Maybe not Denver. I think Denver's still going to get in their ass. But that's a Western Conference Finals team because all they needed was some bench. Portland okay, so is upgraded from a second-round squad. Yeah, they upgraded from the second round squad. They're not a second oh, round squad. Oh, they're not shit. a second round squad. Um, Portland is. I think this is really going to be the first time in our lifetimes you can really say Portland is going full rebuild. Because I think the underrated thing about Portland is that as long as we've been alive, they've never really been a trash franchise. I mean, they went to the finals in '92 with Clyde. You had that little, them little lean years in between, but then it was the quote-unquote jailblazers. They were in the playoffs. They took Shaq and Kobe to seven. Then you had the LaMarcus years. Then you had the LaMarcus and Dame years, and then you just had the Dame years. Like, they've never really been a terrible team for the last 30 years. they just, like, you know, consistently good, kind of in the playoffs every now and then. But they, they never really trash. So 
I think this is the first time we'll really see them just flat out be bad. I mean, them dudes gave Jeremy Grant 160 mil. Like, that's not stretching nowhere. I mean, they're so getting that eight. line up with with Scoot, Aiton, Holiday. You don't you think that they're that they're fucking done? Uh, yeah, because they're they're gonna let they're gonna let Holiday go because they they feel really good about their young dudes and they should. But it's, that's gonna take some, it's gonna be a minute. It's like it's gonna be some some lean years in there unless Scoot just like goes full LeBron, which he ain't LeBron, but he good. Like he got yeah, that kinda, type of kind of seemed like it's that, not totally out of the question. Nah, he got that type of game where he could he could yeah. he could carry that team. But I think you probably the next three or four years are going to be rough as they kind of figure that out and then work their way out of the grant contract. Aiton really just probably needed somewhere else to go. Um, I still think he's soft as Dr. Cotton, but you know, who who knows? He might get out there and he might show out, you know, he probably just sick of being in Phoenix playing for Monty Williams. I mean, him and Monty had beef pretty much the last three or four years. Um, so I'm, I'm, this makes the season a lot more interesting because I kind of felt like Denver was just going to walk everybody again next year. Uh, so this this is going to be a little bit more fun. I think that this probably makes the Bucks the team to beat in the East at least. I just I have no faith in Boston just because, like when it comes right down to it, they just paid three hundred million for a man who can't dribble left, and Jason Tatum is still to this day just hard pressed on shooting threes and Kobe shots when he ain't got Kobe shot game. Like it's, it's just Kobe light shit. You know he'll st- he's going to take a twenty two footer fading off his left foot. And think that's a good shot, and it's gonna brick every time. If he just got his mid-range game straight and just drove to the hole, he would dominate. He would score 30, 32 a game easily. But he's so stuck on taking tough shots. So I just I don't trust that as great as I think he is. So I I see Giannis kind of feeling rejuvenated, like, you know, I don't have to carry everything anymore. They they might walk through these. So you're confident that because you remember his Damon his agent, they were saying we're not showing up to camp. Like Unless it's Miami, we're not showing up. You're confident that that's bullshit. He'll be there. That, that was bullshit. And the, the biggest indicator of that being bullshit is the fact that Pat Riley only offered Hero and two firsts. He like he knew what it was. Like you're either going to take that trade if, if he's really that dead set on being there, and you want to quote unquote do right by him, you would have just taken that trade, and he would have just he would have stood firm. But like I said, him and Giannis had been wanting to play with each other. I mean, Giannis took him number one in the All Star game, you know, and that's the whole thing. Like Katie and Kyrie was in the hallway, you know, laughing and giggling together. Like we knew what it was, we just didn't see it at the time. But you look back and you go, okay, this this it's all pretty obvious. So I think he's perfectly fine with playing with Giannis. He'd be a fucking idiot not to be. I mean, if he really wants to win, if he's dead serious about winning, going to Miami was not going to help him. Jimmy Butler's thirty five, thirty six. That dude's got so many miles mentally and emotionally, let alone physically, on it on him that he's not going to be able to carry this anymore. Yeah, they need to flip it around and get Butler up to Milwaukee. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, I mean, happen. they let uh, they got what they let Struce walk. They still got Caleb Martin. I like him. Hero exactly. ain't. Yeah, yeah, the hero here gave yeah gave us and going. Hero's not what every. I mean, twenty points a game is nothing to sneeze at in the NBA, obviously, but. He ain't no like game breaking piece. Dame would have went there and it'd been the same exact shit, the same shit. And he'd have just been over there under military man Pat Riley, pissed off because he got to follow a regiment. This this was a better spot for him. He he if he doesn't want to play there, he's a fucking idiot. So I asked uh, Apollo. I'll ask you. Um, do you think that Portland got 
proper value for Dame or proper value for Dame under the circumstances after he submarined all their fucking leverage? I know. I think I think you get proper value for him because I mean Dame's what 32, 33. Yeah. From what we know about him, he doesn't seem like he goes through kind of the same workout or like Steph. This works out workouts are legendary. Like there's a reason he still has legs throughout the, the season. I don't really see that in Dame. He's he just seems like uh I work hard, but my talent will pull me through. So his legs are gonna be shot at some point. Like you can't keep shooting 40 footers through the whole 82 games. It's just your legs are gonna be dead. Um and his game is geared towards shooting jumpers. So his legs are gonna be shot, you know, 60 something games in the season, and then he's only gonna get older. You get a dude in Aiden who is tall and you know like end zone big cast say so you can't teach that so as long as his mind is right i think Aiton can give you a solid 17 and 10 which for somebody who's disgruntled and has the reputation that he has that's a solid stat line um you get drew holiday they're probably going to flip him so you flip him to a contender you might get a one out of that because the contender is going to give you probably going to give you a low one you get a little one out of that. That's a good move. And if you get another piece on top of that, so there, there, I think there's value and there's hidden value depending on what they do with Drew Holiday. But I think on the face, the value is pretty high for it, especially for what who is somebody who is a superstar. I mean, that's the best possible trade they probably could have gotten. So who do you think won the trade? Is it is it did Milwaukee come out the best? Did Phoenix come out the best? Did Portland come out the best? Phoenix easily. As there's no there's no doubt in my mind that Phoenix came out of that better because like I said you you got your team to get Bradley Beal which you do that you know you you get your big three you pair him with KD you pair him with Book you you do that but if you can find a way to double back and replenish that bench for, for what what is essentially next to nothing because you wanted then, to get rid of Aiden anyway yeah <laughs> you wanted Aiden out anyway you gave him the money so he has an incentive to go well I already got paid he's getting that money regardless it's, this ain't the NFL. So you get him out of there and you fix your bench. You get deaf pieces. You get pieces that, quite honestly, you could probably start next to some of these dudes if you wanted to. And you're retooled and ready to go at Denver because they weren't going into the season the way they were before this trade. Denver was going to dog walk them. That's a fight now. And that's pretty much all you can ask for. Hell yeah. Well, Peagle, Apollo, thanks for tapping in with us. Uh, everybody listening. We got the rest of the crew coming up right after this short break. Stay tuned. We about to show about D A R. Are you with me? It's your time. The whole spine we smooth like why? And I'm looking at my watch. It's about that time. Okay, and we are back with a squad this time. Uh, we've got Tay from Taste Takes LLC. Uh, we got True, the owner and proprietor of DAR Sports Media, and we have a special guest tonight. He writes for Medium. He writes for Fansided. He is the host of the Love of the Game podcast. He is Nick Andre. What's going on, Nick? Thank you for coming on with us, man. Yes, sir. Not a problem, man. It's always good to be, be, be on, man. Me and True ain't done a pod for a minute, man, so it's good. It's, it's good been for, a uh, for us to be back, yeah. I'm going to come are. on uh, for love of the game, by the way. Hell yeah. I, 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 oh, not for sure, man. Not for sure. I mean, not, we the definitely got to lock it start. right before. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we definitely got to lock it before the, season, before the season starts. For sure, for sure. So throughout the episode, 
you know, we just got done with uh, Apollo and, and P- powerhouse Peagle getting his revenge on this situation. Throughout the show, we've been talking about the huge news that we had to send out a red alert and get an NBA pod put together tonight to release to you guys as soon as possible. This Dame Lillard trade has finally gone down. Um, initial reaction when you saw the moving parts, Nick Andre. I'll be real. This one caught me by surprise, and it's crazy because over the past few days, like the Dame, like the Dame news has been kind of heating up, like getting like more aggressive. So I kind of knew that something was kind of on the horizon, but I didn't see Milwaukee happening. Obviously, you know Miami's been on the radar for the past few months. Then you had, um, yeah, Chicago. Then you had Toronto as well. Which I, I'll be honest, I didn't really see neither one of those happening, just because both of those teams are not in a position right now to win. And I feel like with Dame being in his mid thirties right now. I think that, I think that he needs to be in the best position to possibly win a title. So I'm, I'm honestly, I'm happy with the move, you know, it kind of caught me, but like I said, it kind of caught me by surprise, uh, like middle of this afternoon. I like this combination that they have. And I, I think it's very important for Milwaukee too, because there was the news about Giannis not signing his extension. And it seems like for a while now, he hasn't really been too happy about what's been going on in Milwaukee. So there's been those news about could Giannis possibly be out within the next few years or so. So I think now that you secured a guy like Damian Lillard, who is a, who is a superstar, unfortunately they did have to get rid of Drew Holiday, who was a defensive anchor for the team. But when you get a superstar caliber player like Damian Lillard, I think that definitely elevates your chances of winning championships. So I actually tweeted this out right after the trade happened. I'm like, I'd be real. I think, I think Damian Giannis could get at least one within the next possibly two to three years. So I'm confident in that, you know, these are two superstar caliber players and, We'll, we'll just see what happens. I was uh, I asked the other guys, and uh, definitely I'd, I'd like to put this out there too. I was, you know, because at the beginning of this process, it seemed to be a little bit of an issue that maybe Daimler would literally refuse to play for any other squad. Um, I remember at the time there was a lot of pods, you know, throwing out that it would it be worth the risk just to acquire the asset. And now I think we're all pretty confident that they're actually requiring a player. But uh, I think that them willing to be able to take that risk a big part of that's predicated on what you brought up about how there are these rumors that maybe Giannis is re- getting ready to move on. So I think that was a part of it. Are you, so you're confident that that Dame showing up and going to be team captain and they're rolling. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I know it's probably not the destination that he wanted because if people remember this was like right at the beginning of the offseason. He he had did an interview and he was talking about how he had a great relationship with Bam and Abayo in Miami and how he, how he had a great relationship with uh, Mikael Bridges out in Brooklyn. So those were, I guess, people assumed that those were the two de- like the two destinations that he wanted to go to. Obviously, Miami, you know, especially after after the run that, that they just had, you know, with Jimmy and Bam getting to the finals as an eight seed the second time in about a four year span. So. Everybody thought that was going to be the move, but unfortunately, they didn't have a lot of assets. You know, they lost Max Struess to Cle- uh, He went to Cleveland. Gabe Vincent went to the Lakers. Victor Oladipo went to OKC. So, the only real asset as far as as far as your supporting cast outside of Jimmy and Bam is a guy like Tyler Hero, is a guy like Caleb Martin. So, if you do try to make a trade for Dame, you know, you're just going to gut your bench, and you know, you're not going to have a lot. Of, you're not going to have a great supporting cast around in that big three. So. I think it was a great move overall for not only just Milwaukee, but Portland got some great assets as well. They got DeAndre Ayton, um, you know, who can be a pivotal piece. You know, DeAndre, I want to say DeAndre Ayton is still under 25 as well. So you can pair him next to Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simons and then Scoot Henderson as well. So I think that this was a really good trade 
for not only just Milwaukee, but for Portland and everybody else involved. True. Initial reaction when you saw the moves and 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 what happened. Um, I, I had two reactions to it. Uh, one, you know, I wasn't super surprised. Uh, I I didn't think the Miami to, and I think we said it on here uh, two months ago. I said, uh, I think we said something to the effect that like Dame wants that, but at some point something's going to change or something. I just didn't see it happening because we went a week, the first week that it went by and there was like no deal in place. Although you're probably not sending them to Miami for one, you know, Pat Riley is notoriously, uh, he's notorious for kind of trying to, you know, holding up deals sometimes and, and going about trades and stuff a certain way. So I didn't necessarily see it, it happening. But as, you know, they start putting more pressure on, I guess, Miami to make the deal, or Portland to make the deal. Uh, I thought something would happen when I saw Toronto pop up. I said, maybe that'll happen. But something was, you know, I was like, there's probably going to be a team because every time a superstar gets, gets traded, they never get traded like that to the destination that they wanted. And it's like when... um. I never forget when Kawhi Leonard asked out of the San Antonio Spurs, but he said he wanted to go to the Lakers or he wanted to go be in LA and they traded him to Toronto Raptors. And it was like, <laughs> I don't think many people thought that Toronto Raptors was going to be the destination because people were so used to, you know, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan. So I think that was, this is kind of one of those things. And, you know, I look at Dame a lot differently than everybody else. Um, I make no, you know, no bones about that. Like I don't look at him as, a, a true game changer on a team uh, because I feel like his career has been popped up by lack of expectations. He's a great scorer. He's a really good shooter. Let's see. Um, uh, he's, he's a billionaire's Kevin loves what you're saying. I feel like that's almost disrespectful. <laughs> Kevin. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, you know what it is? I think Dame, Dame is th- about to be 33 years old. And the last two seasons, Dame has missed 25 games and, of course, 53 games the other season. Uh, and my question is, like, you know, how do we know Dame is not entering a you know, period in his career where he might, he might have a hard time staying healthy? We don't know that. Um, over the last two seasons, it hasn't looked that great. So I also look at it as from a perspective of he can't guard a cone. And I think what really wins championships – is rebounding, you know, defense, and, you know, you got to do enough on offense, obviously, but I feel like your defense is really what's going to be the tell, you know, telltale of, of how far you go. And for Milwaukee, their defensive anchors, you know, on the perimeter, it's 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 Drew Holiday and, you know, kind of, you know, in, in the post and, and at the rim, it's been Giannis and, and Brooke Lopez. So, when you take away your your best perimeter defender, you're looking for Pat Connaughton to 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 pick up that slack. He's not going to do it. Uh, Dame is not guarding anybody. You know who's gonna who's gonna guard Kyrie? Who's gonna guard the James Hardens? Who's gonna guard the Steph Curry's? Who's gonna guard the Luka Doncic? Like Dame's not doing that. So I, I like I'm a little I'm like half and half on the trade a little bit because I think obviously. Dame is 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 a great scorer and he's gonna go out there and get it. But it's like it's a world of difference when you're averaging 32 because you're playing next to Anthony Simons and, and Jeremy Grant 
who can go cold and and not not go out there and do this, but you're playing next to a Chris Middleton who, when healthy, can average 20, and the Giannis who is going to get you 30 and 10. So I think it's a different dynamic for for Dame. I think it'll be an adjustment. Um, I I think it's cool that Portland got a couple you know a couple assets that I think um, you know obviously they got DeAndre Ayton and they're going to flip Drew Holiday. I would. You know, if Drew Holiday wouldn't be like a mentor six man thing, I would probably have kept him. But I think they can flip him for some type of young players or or, or some type of you know sixth or seventh man off the bench and kind of go from there. But um, the one thing I know Nick didn't really mention was the Phoenix side of the trade, which I think is interesting because I am not a Nurkic fan, and I don't think Nurkic. Uh, is a game changer at all. I don't think Nurkic is somebody who I don't think I, I don't know where this notion has come from that I saw on social media that Nurkic is like a much better defensive player than DeAndre Ayton. I disagree on that. Uh, not that DeAndre Ayton is an amazing defensive player. I think he has the potential to be a pretty good defensive big, but he just doesn't, you know, he's soft. But I watch Nurkic is food on defense majority of the time. You know, even at the rim, I mean, he he probably get you a, you know, get you some boards for sure. But I don't look at Nurkic as a step up from eight, and I think it's kind of just balances itself out and makes him a little bit worse defensively. Um, you know, in the post, even though DeAndre Ayton is not like some world class uh, post defender, but I I just don't see Nurkic being much better um, offensively. I think Nurkic is a good fit. I I saw people say, and I'm pretty sure. People on on this you know this podcast feel like maybe some of those pieces off the bench and and and, and Nurkic and stuff like that makes it a big improvement. But I don't look at Nasir Little as you know Little as, as somebody who is going to really make a difference off the bench. I don't look at uh, Grayson Allen. First of all, fuck Grayson Allen on everything. I don't know, everything I love, fuck Grayson Allen. Um, I've never liked him. He's been a dirty player for majority of the time. He's been in the fucking not even in just in the league in college he was dirty so um i you know i i don't necessarily see them being anything special um for the bench and i definitely don't say i don't see phoenix all this oh man phoenix is a deep team now they're they're not they're not a deep team um they had what was it had Wainwright and and Landvale and Damian Lee and guys like that last year Tory Craig and and and, and whoever I think Josh Okogi was on there too, maybe. And those to those players were stronger on their bench than the, this current crop of guys that they have right now that just brought in. So I don't think there's anything uh, that happened with Phoenix that made them much stronger as a as a team. Um, I I'd like to see what happens with uh, with Milwaukee. I think the Dame, I think the Dame trade makes them a much better offensive, uh, much better offensive squad. I don't say much better offensive squad. Um, a slightly, a slightly better offensive squad. They they have obviously a, a better shooter in Dame and a better scorer, but um, and and possibly a better facilitator. But once again, I we don't know. I think Dame spaces the floor better for Milwaukee, but I just don't something about this trade. It's not it's not really giving me like a, a feel of like yeah Milwaukee's winning the championship like off rip I don't have that feeling um, there's 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 not a feeling of that for me with this I think 
if everything goes right, there's a possibility. But a game in the playoffs to me, uh, that's another thing. I think there's a couple good moments of Dame in the playoffs, but I don't think I can go back and be like, yo, remember that when 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 Dame did this or Dame did that, you know, he sent OKC home, he sent Houston home in the first round. But uh he had the that with that 14 you know threes or 13 threes in the playoffs or however many threes it was against uh the Denver or the thing is Denver. Uh I think it was Denver, maybe it's Utah, I can't remember. But whoever he, he had that against he, they still lost that series. So it's like, you know, what are you going to do when you when you can't get those 25 shots a night? You can't take those 12 threes a night because you got to, you know, Middleton got to get his 13 shots. Giannis going to take his 20. This is different. You know, you're not playing, you, you know, you're not playing with 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 like players who who don't need to rock or who don't go out there and contribute the same way. So you look those excuses he made about I'm loyal I'd rather lose this way than win this way. Now you playing with one of the best, arguably the best player in the league, you know, top two player in the league. And you still got a 15 to 20 point, you know, score on the wing. So, uh, you know, this is what Dame wanted. We'll see. Um, but I'm I'm not I'm like I'm not blown away by this trade. Um, just not blown away. I think uh the Bucks have won 50, 50 to 55, 60 games uh, for the last couple years, uh, mostly. And I don't see it changing. So um, I don't know. You know, uh, I, I, I don't know what the ceiling is for them. But I, I, I'm, I'm just not – I think – there's still teams who could be better than them, both in the East and the West. Hey, initial reaction to the trade when you saw it? Um, I, I don't like this trade for it. all three teams. The Bucks are still oh, old. Yeah, all three teams. <laughs> this this was bad all around. The Bucks are still old. They went from old to old, from Drew Holiday to Dean. That doesn't change anything for me. It just went from. It is switch. I don't know. Like I just don't. Yes, Dame is a better player than Drew Holiday, but fit wise, I don't think the fit is necessarily there when it comes to pretty much swapping them. And then the Blazers, they got ordered too. I really don't like this for the Blazers at all. They could have got something better uh, for Dame. Honestly, uh, I don't. Really, I'm not really a, a fan of DeAndre into the Blazers. And then uh, Drew Holiday, yeah, I, I heard they were going to uh, try to shop him and trade. They need to. They, they should go out and get another center, honestly, to, to fill out their starting five. I don't – I'm not – and then the Suns, the Suns did what they could to, to basically fill their roster because the Suns have no money. So what they have to do is they have to get all these – vet minimum players and you know these unproven players and just to see who's good who's not that that's how the Suns offseason is going so that's why they had to trade DeAndre Eaton to get more players and more pieces to to fill the roster but yeah I just don't I don't like this trade at all I don't think the Bucks are going to be good this looks like this looks like James Harden to the Sixers to me that's what this looks like like I, I'm not I'm not really impressed with this Dame has done nothing in the playoffs 
after the first round. He got swept by the war. Like it, it's just, I'm I'm not really a fan of this at all. I, I'm not, and especially what happened with the Bucks last year. This isn't, nah, this isn't gonna change anything for the Bucks. The Bucks are gonna be, it might even be worse. Honestly, they they, they got to get younger. They got to get younger talent in here. This team is just getting older and older by the year. Like when they won that championship, that was like the right age. Now everyone is just two, three years older. They, they, they got to get some more younger talent. They have to get a bench, too. Like, they their bench isn't really scaring anyone either. I mean, but, yeah, overall, I don't like this trade for any team, honestly. I think this doesn't make anyone better than me. Sean, who is our sports contributor, podcast host extraordinaire, who has joined us since we started. Uh, what was your initial reaction to the trade, man? Uh, I mean, I didn't like it at first. I still don't like it, but I think the thing is, it just it just works for Giannis, and that's it. You had now you can't do the Giannis wall anymore. But it's like with Dane, he's able to not be double teamed as much in the playoffs because of Giannis and Middleton. The Suns they had the same exact squad as last year, just two different players and Chris, uh, Bradley Beal and Yurkic. and all all five. The starting five, I believe, is injury prone lately. So it's like, I don't know why you, you made that move. Dang, he's 33. I think his contract is up in like two or three years. He's been having injury problems like the last two or three years. Middleton's been injured the last two or three years. Portland, they just, they did what they could. They knew they couldn't get Tyler Hero or whatever they wanted from uh, Miami. So I, I just think it was an ugly, tra- ugly trade on all sides. Nick Andre, how'd you feel about, because you didn't really go into this on your part, uh, how did you feel about this trade from the perspective of Portland and of Phoenix? What, what do you think their positions are now? Well, I, I talked about I talked about Portland a little bit. I like the fact that they went younger. Um, I think, especially for DeAndre Ayton, I think that this could be a first start for him because I think in his last few years in Phoenix, it hasn't really been the best. I don't think he's really played well as far as being a great rim protector, as far as playing in the pick and roll. So I think that Possibly with this new start in Portland, I think this would be great for him. Like I said, playing next to guys like Shaden Sharp, playing next to School Henderson. Portland is in full re- rebuild mode, and I think them going young is really the best move for them right now because they're not really playing for anything right now. They're mostly playing for the next possible three to five years. So, and on top of that, with DeAndre Aiden still being less or like younger than twenty five years old, I think that I think I think that'll be I think that'll be beneficial for them because of the fact that. He's already been, he already has a playoff experience. He's already been to the finals. So, you know, he can he can pretty much implement what he learned during his time playing with Chris Paul and Devin Booker and those guys into this new Portland team who is relatively young, has a little playoff experience. I mean, Jeremy Grant has had playoff experience in the past with Denver and um in OKC. But besides that, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, they they still have yet to make the playoffs. So I think it'll be great for them. And then on then as far as for Phoenix. I'm not really big on Nurkic. I'll be honest. Uh, I don't. I'm not really moved by his defense. I'm not really moved. You know, as far I mean, he can, he can space the floor offensively, which is I mean, obviously is needed in today's NBA. But to me, I don't know if they could possibly flip him for something else. To me personally, I feel like if you're playing next to guys like D. Book, Kevin Durant, and uh, and Bradley Beal, I just feel like they need a better center. I was honestly talking with a friend. Before I came on here, he was saying like, "Yo, like, is a guy like Javale McGee available?" Obviously, Javale McGee may not bring you a lot on offense, but he's a, he's an elite rim protector on the on the defensive end. So, I think what Phoenix needs is I don't even know if they really need like another elite offensive player, 
they just need somebody who's going to be able to get the job done on both ends and, you know, and just being able to impact the game from other perspectives. So I'm not saying that Nurkic can't do that. You know, I, I would definitely say give him a shot. But I'll say if it doesn't necessarily work out midway through the year, I'll say I'll say move on. Do you feel that Portland got appropriate value for Dame or appropriate value given the circumstances since he did everything in his power to submarine all trade leverage that they could have possibly had moving him? I think it's kind of both. Um, but like I said, I mean, you know, like Portland's not really went, not going for anything, so they didn't really need a veteran guy in return from Dame. Obviously, obviously you want high value because you are trading Damian Lilly. You know, this is one of the best point guards in the NBA. So obviously you do want some value there, but Portland's not playing for anything. Like, so I, like, it's like, I, I could see if Portland was still a playoff contender right now, but unfortunately they're not. So that's why, that's why Miami could have worked if they would have never gotten rid of, you know, a lot, a lot of their, a lot of the supporting cast, you know, you could have traded a Tyler hero or you could have added in a guy like, um, what's his name? Gabe Vincent. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, you know, you didn't have to necessarily trade like any of your, starters or any of your or any of your star players because portland is in rebuild mode so that's that, that's just the way that i look at it like it's like i said i mean obviously you want some value when you are trading a guy like damian lillard but for a team like portland who isn't really playing for anything in this building for the future i think they honestly got a pretty good package in this hey you were shaking your head hell no what, what what's your take on uh the level of value for dame a generational player at least to the trailblazers and relative to him fucking destroying his trade value for them. Yeah, I mean, they didn't like I said, I don't I they didn't really get anything back. They about they got a 33-year-old Drew Holiday that they're about to trade. I'll say this, it depends on what they get for Drew Holiday. It it honestly depends on what they get for Drew Holiday like if they get like nothing that's gonna help them to not. I mean, it was a bad trade because as of now, I don't like DeAndre Eaton. Yeah, he's twenty five and all, but I don't know. He just doesn't seem like he fits with with uh, with the school and uh, Shade and Sharp and Simon. It just doesn't. He just does not fit that kind of team. Like they're. I don't know. I just don't think he fits a rebuilding team. And then Drew Holiday definitely doesn't fit the timeline for the team at all. By the time everyone's developed, Drew Holiday will be 50 years old. So I, I just don't like – I don't know. I don't think – yeah, the Blazers didn't get anything. They got fleeced, if, if you ask me. They didn't get nothing for Dame. Like, it, it was honestly terrible from – I don't know. Like, and I mean, then again, if you think, there was nothing they could really get. But I don't know. Do you know. think they would have got better from Miami, though? No. No. No, hell no, hell no, no, they, they, nah, they wouldn't have got better from Miami, but they could have got more picks or something like a 2029. About 2029, they probably gonna be top four seed in the, in the West by then. Like, it just doesn't, and I know it's the Bucks picking though, but like, I don't know, like, they didn't get nothing bad. They could have got it, could have been pick heavy or this, they didn't get anything. That's why I'm not really probably a fan of it. They got fleeced to me. Drew, what do you think? Good value or good value relative to him fucking I them mean, over or not good value? You know, I think what's crazy to me is that Dame has a ridiculous contract. Something I don't think people talking about here is Dame has a ridiculously large contract. Um, 
you know the CBA stuff and also this you know shit that goes on like there there's it's interesting to say if Dame a 50 million dollar guy and you have to trade all these players and stuff I don't even know how the money matches up I'll be honest I didn't actually get a chance to sit down and look at the figures but um I I, I don't know you know I don't think you are going to get anything of value because when have we ever seen uh, a trade for a superstar where the team got the right value back? You know what I mean? Like, PD. You know, who did you say? PD to the Suns. I feel like, I feel like that was good. They got uh, Bridges in like four picks. That's a, that's an equal value to me. That was actually a good trade to me. I, I it was close equal to equal. Value. You can't. It was close though. That's a yeah, the four picks, picks. I mean the picks the picks make it somewhat, but it's like I I, I never like when, when when we be like oh you know it's like because we don't know what those picks are gonna turn into. So sure. um, like so it's like it could be it could be a nigga somewhere three four years from now, and they get him and he's trying to be like a James Wiseman type, and that pick yeah. don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So it it's always hard. It's like especially. For for Brooklyn, I mean Brooklyn rebuilt. You know when you did KD to the Suns, they just rebuilt. You know, and I think that was like a rebuilding thing for Brooklyn. So it made sense they got rid of the Kyrie. They you know James Harden was gone, KD's gone. Uh, so that was a rebuild. But I st- I, I I I like you know Kyle Bridges going there, but I didn't think I th- I, I thought it was kind of like if you rebuild and you kind of are gonna accept less. A little bit, not so much, not not less, but like you'd like, man, we just want some picks because you can take those picks, you can flip them for something else too, if you really wanted to, um, you know. So I, I, it's very rare, you know, you 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 know, like when the Clippers traded for Paul George and and Kawhi and all that other stuff like that, like well, Kawhi went as a free agent, but like when they traded for Paul George pairing with Kawhi, it was like they gave up a shit ton of stuff. It felt like, like it felt like they gave up a shit ton of stuff. And I think in this in this case, um, you know, you weren't going to get like if Miami did the deal, what are you getting away? Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, shit like that. That's no value at all. You know, this is really nothing there. And, you know, Toronto, who are you giving up in Toronto? That's not that was that's the one thing I wanted to see. Who was Toronto offering? Everybody said they weren't offering O.G., you offering Siakam? You know what I mean? Like who like who are you offering? That's what I need to know. And I guess, you know, I guess we just don't know. You know, I guess I guess we just don't know what they were offering. I would like to have known what they were offering. But you know, um I don't think there's anything. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything that that uh, Milwaukee really could have sent out that would have rivaled Dane. I think Drew Holiday was it was like a fair, slightly fair trade, slightly fair. Um, but you know, there's things that Drew does that Dane can't do, and there's things that Dame does that Drew can't do. So, um, like I guess value wise, it worked out. It's just it's hard to quantify without seeing it. You know, it's like on paper. It feels like Milwaukee got the got the you know better end of the trade, and it feels like everybody else kind of got not fucked over, but a lot less. But then again, we don't know. You know, maybe uh, maybe Aiden in, in Portland turned out to be just what he needed. 
you know, um, with Chauncey over there. So maybe Chauncey can, you know, get him to be the big that he's supposed to be. Um, maybe Nurkic needed to, you know, play with better offensive players like he's going to play with in, in Portland. It's just, it's a weird, it's just a weird deal to me. Like I said, I think everybody took a step down as a team in one area at least. But so raised answers, themselves. My answer is my next question. Does this elevate any of these teams to a to another level? I mean the Bucks somewhat. I mean, you know, you add in a 30 point score, so yeah, but I don't if if Dame is still out there. Averaging and also it's another thing. Milwaukee does not really have like a great bench right now, in my opinion. I don't think they had a great bench even this past season. Like great, I don't see that. Bobby Portis, cool. Um, I mean, it's not much after that. I I, I don't know. I don't think they did they keep Javon Carter. I don't think they did. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, so it's like you lost a couple of the producing pieces, so your bench is still not really that. Like, I don't think, like I said, I think the bench and the NBA, the benches in the NBA this year are going to be interesting because I see a lot of people throwing, like, flack at certain certain teams about them not adding this and them not adding that. And I think there's a lot of other teams with their benches are more solid than the, pe- the teams that people are giving too much credit to. Like, I think you could look at, like, I hate to say it, like the Lakers and and their and their their possible bench is probably sh- strong. I guess depending on who starts and who doesn't start, you got Gabe Vincent and you, you know you bringing back some of those guys. Like on paper, it's strong. How it looks on the, on the court is a different story. Um, I think you know for Milwaukee, you know who, who who's who's guarding who's guarding who. Um, you know when the second unit comes in, let's say Dan go out there. And you rest Middleton and you rest Giannis and Dame go out there with Connington and fucking, you know, Bobby Portis and whatever, whatever. Like, who's guard on the perimeter? You know, who's going to do this and that? And um, Dame never has been one to exert a lot of energy on the defensive end. And, I mean, it's a good – maybe he can put some effort in because he won't have to do all the work on the offensive end. Once again, I just don't know how he's going to look in a situation where you're not the best player on your team anymore. You're not even close to the best player on your team anymore. So I think that's that's a difference. And like I said, I, I don't I don't see it being like, oh, they absolutely the contenders. I think on paper it looks good once you break down their bench, once you break down what their starting lineup looks like and their, you know, their second, their second unit looks like after opening night or after opening week, I guess. That's when you start to get an idea like, okay, who the guys are gonna step up, who the guys are gonna be you know, be ready for that. And same thing with Phoenix, same thing with Portland. Um, I think Portland might might um, be okay. Like, then I don't think they're going to win nothing or obviously, like, be a contender. But I think we don't know what it looks like with Jeremy Grant and, uh, you know, Simons and, and you know, if you if you got Aiton there, you don't, we don't know what that would look like. You know, there, there's, there's going to be less ego of a star and somebody who's kind of holding up the franchise that Dame is gone. So we don't know, you know, Dame could have been holding Portland back the whole time. And we just didn't know it. Ooh, I say I, that's, I, that's I, almost a taste. That's almost taste takes level right there. It's not, it's, it's not at all. Cause let's tell <laughs> the truth. 
like if you you really want to get real dame ain't all that bro like he really ain't all that like he's a great shooter not even a great shooter he's a really good shooter he shoots a high volume of threes he's he i don't think he's ever shot 40 percent from three maybe once he is notorious i mean he, he can make some good passes spaces the floor well but what you get from him in offense, you're going to like, when has Portland ever been a part of like a top 10 defense since he's been there? Has there ever been a time when his defense was top 10? I uh, struggle to find a way. So when I look at Dame, I look at Dame and I say, he's going to go out there. He can give you 25. He can give you 30. He can hit 10 threes. He can get hot. He can, he can slap his hand and shit and be like Dame time. But what have you what championship pedigree do you have? You gotta learn how to win from Giannis. You gotta check your ego at the door. So there's a whole different thing. And like I said, I don't see him. And I'm like, maybe he was. Like, you gotta think about it. The whole team was structured to try to find a way to make Dame happy. And we're also not talking about Scoop being in Portland too, with these other guys as well. So we don't know what Scoot's ceiling is in Portland. Scoot, Scoot could take off and win rookie of the year. And if, and, you know what I mean? And, like, he wouldn't have been able to do that if Dame was there, I believe. No. I think Simons, you know, Simons could grow. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Jeremy Grant, I don't really care for Jeremy Grant like that, but it could be a good year for him, too. It's like without, just, without a star there, you can start to form, you know, format a different way of playing a different style of playing. You can get other guys to now buy into being a little bit more focused defensively because a huge lie, your biggest star being a huge liability on defense is going to be a problem. I always liken it to when Steph was with the Warriors in the beginning of his run, the, the talk was Steph was not a good defender. Steph was a liability on defense. And they couldn't win anything. Steph started to slightly get better at, at trying to defend, making the effort. And then it's like you can't hide him on de- – you, you don't need to hide him on defense as much. Obviously, you don't want him guarding the best player because you could g- give that to a Clay or a Draymond. But when you look at Dame, Dame couldn't do that, and there was no Clay, There was no Draymond. There was no one there. But the effort makes the difference too because Steph made the diff- – he made the effort to be a better defender. Dame has never made that effort. So when it gets time for Giannis, Giannis can't guard Kyrie. Giannis, Giannis can't guard Steph. He definitely really can't guard James Harden like that. He can't guard Luca. I mean, Luca's slow, but he, I mean, he probably could. He probably could, but Luca probably going. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you get down to the teams that could be in contention, you get down to the teams. You know, like can Dame even guard Jalen Brown? No, I don't think no. so. Not happening. So Not it's like you got to, you know, he's the, the like hell. They play Miami. Is he guarding Tyler Hero? Not that Tyler Hero is some all-world fucking player, but he's not doing that. So like it's these things that I think about where I'm like, I know when you first get that first hot take, that first reaction, you're like, yeah, man, Dame and Giannis, that's crazy. And like it could be a good fit, but it could also not be the right fit. And we've seen before a lot of things on paper look nice. And you get into it, 
And somebody who's played for the same team for 12, 13 seasons, going to an entirely new team, an entirely new system, uh, entirely new group of players, and also not being the number one option on your team, you're going to somebody else's team. Because if you brought Dame to Miami, him and Jimmy Butler are very, very much in that same class of player to me. Jimmy Butler, I I was I think Jimmy Butler's better in terms of all-around game. But obviously, Dame is a better offensive player than Jimmy Butler. But Jimmy Butler is a hustle hustle player. He can he can guard. He can do these different things. So I look at that and I go like, Dame could go in there and say, "Yo, I got it tonight. Let me get forty. Let me get fifty. Let me go for five or six games straight, just dropping 30, 35. And Jimmy Butler don't barely play play for shit in the regular season. He said it himself. He don't turn up until after All Star. So that was probably a perfect situation. The expectations of what the Bucks had in Drew Holiday, this is a person who was an all-star, made all defense. Dame can't live up to that, the all-defense. He can't live up to that. So that's where I think the problem is. It's the defense is important. The Bucs have had a, what, top 10 defense, like, damn near every season. And it wasn't just because of Giannis. Giannis is the anchor, but you needed that guy on that perimeter. Like, Giannis ain't guarding Book in the finals. That's Drew Holiday who's putting him through pain, stealing the ball from him and shit like that, making him struggle at times. Same thing with Chris, when he's trying to go with Chris Paul. It's all the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need that. When you get down to the nitty-gritty of what the playoffs are about, you need somebody who can guard. You need somebody who can at least go out there and put the effort in. We have never in 12 seasons or 11, whatever, seen Dame put the effort in on a consistent basis. Not in the playoff series, not at all. So I just don't – like I said, I'm, I'm not sold on it as being like, oh, this is a super team and all that stuff. I mean, on paper – if you want to be technical about it, it's a big three, technically. Technically, not a good big three, but it's a big three. You know, if we, we call Kyrie, James Harden, and, and KD, that's the super team. And, and you know, all the other ones, that's, you know, he's the, we call super team. Like, it's supposed to be a super team. We're talking about all, like, Chris Middleton is a three-time All-Star, and it was three times in the last four or five seasons. He just was injured, um, you know. So I think I don't know. I, I like I like the idea of Dame and Giannis playing together. I just, I mean, I don't know if if Dame is going to be used to playing off off the ball as much. Because you know Giannis like to like to bring bring it up sometimes too. Um, I don't know. So we'll see. I, I, I'm just not. I'm not a hundred percent sold on this on this trade completely. And I think there are a couple other teams which I get. I had to get into obviously at a on a different 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 time. But uh, I think there's other teams that present challenges for them and are more complete teams uh, than Minnesota, than Milwaukee, uh, Portland, and Phoenix. I don't I don't I I really don't see it with Phoenix. I just don't see it. And I and I know other people on on this panel earlier gave Phoenix some some credit. 
I don't see it. I just don't see it. So, and and I love book, uh, love Katie. I just don't see it. Nurkis don't Nick, add nothing to it. Just don't see it. Nick Andre, uh, on this pod a few few pods ago, uh, the panel pretty much agreed that the uh, Phoenix Suns were a quote unquote second round squad. Do you think with this trade and uh, replenishing this bench that they've elevated themselves to a at least a conference finals contender, or are they pretty much staying in the same place? Um, I'll say stay in the same place. I mean, of course they got the firepower. Kevin Durant's one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen. Booker is, in my opinion, the best shooting guard right now in the game. And then, of course, you have Bradley Beal, who has had tremendous success at Washington. But I don't really view the Suns as – I mean, they, of course, of course, with those three, they're going to be title contenders. But I don't think they have enough to beat Denver. I don't know if they have enough to beat a, to beat a few other teams right now. I mean, right now, right now, Denver's at the helm right now as far as the best team out west. And until until somebody knocks them down, then it's going to be proven otherwise. But and I mean, honestly, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Phoenix is going to be a great team, but I just don't think that they have enough to possibly get over the helm and really place themselves in positions to where they are legitimate title contenders, where they are the best team in the West. It's just not, it's just not there yet. Now they can, can they make some acquisitions possibly before the year or midway through the year? Possibly so. But right now with this roster now going into media day and in the training camp, I just don't see them possibly. I mean, maybe conference finals. I don't know, but I'll, I'll, I'll bank them as far as being another second round exit. Hey, did any of these teams elevate? I think we already know. <laughs> Did any of these teams elevate themselves? Uh, are the Bucks the number one seed now? Are the Suns better than a second round squad, etc.? Nah. If anything, nah. The Bucks <laughs> first. Nah. The, the, the Bucks. They they got. Come on. They struggled against the Heat last year. This team ain't no different this year. I mean, I can. Hey, depending on who they play, I can see another one of those. Those first round exits. Don't be surprised if it happens again. Oh, Do wow. Taste takes is here. Don't be surprised if they get that first round exit happens again. Don't be surprised. And then the Suns, I'm not really the Suns are, are they're gonna be in the playing. Like they're, they're <laughs> playing. The Suns are gonna be in the playing. They got KD. He's gonna play 50 games. Like they they just all their guys are injury prone. They're gonna struggle. I said, I said this before. The Suns are. They're gonna. They got the roster. They're gonna be in the playing. Remember, I said that they're gonna be the seventh seed. Watch. They're gonna be in the playing. Like, remember when the Nets were in the playing with KD? It's gonna be the same same situation. Everyone's gonna be hurt, and they're gonna barely get into the playoffs. Hey, who knows if they win the playing? But they'll be in the playing for sure. I mean, and then the Blazers. It doesn't really matter for them necessarily because they're rebuilding. And no, they have no expectation right now, so no. Well, I guess I would say it does make them better. It, it, I mean, it made them younger. They got rid of a 33-year-old point guard, so I would say it made the Blazers better. I guess you could say that due to age and what they're trying <laughs> to do. Like, you don't want you don't want a 33-year-old in a rebuilding team, you know, especially of that caliber. So yeah, I guess it made the Blazers better, if anything. But uh, yeah, it doesn't make the Bucks or Suns better, honestly. No, I don't. I don't think so. Nick Andre, uh, I've seen you posted an article that you had uh, written on Medium.com. Uh, tell people where they can find your work and uh, where they can find your pod, the various pods that you're on. 
Yes, sir. First and foremost, man, appreciate you guys having me on the show, man. We definitely got to do this once again. Follow me on Twitter or X, whatever y'all want to call it nowadays. Follow me at Nick Andre ATR. Make sure to check out for the love of the game at Love of TGB Ball. I just dropped the episode yesterday, and now I'm dropping another episode tomorrow, so make sure to be tuned in for that. And then just check the link tree, man. You'll see everything, bro. Articles, podcasts, guest appearances, you name it. True. We uh we already made our big announcement uh back to back. Um not yeah. too much new since then. Um check out Weekend Wrestling, check out our big uh special guest next week. Yes, yes. Uh in case people didn't didn't hear, uh Montezzi, who just performed at AW Grand Slam live for Sammy Guevara's entrance, he will be on this show alongside uh, our boy Cam Hawkins, aka Seahawk, who will be a special guest host with us um, for the wrestling pod this week. Uh, just potentially a guest or two that want to come on. Um, have to have to finalize everything tomorrow and and, and Friday. Uh, but this is about to be a big month uh, coming up, man. October is a big month. I told like September was a pretty good month. October is going to be even better. So, uh, you know, let's get it. Hell yeah, and uh, Tay will all be waiting in the weeds to uh, talk to you about your beloved New York Jets after their game with the Chiefs on Sunday night. They're going to play a great game, man. Don't worry about the Jets. <laughs> oh, I'm not worried about them. Worried about them is the last thing I am. All right. Thanks to our so guest. So many questions. <laughs> I got so many questions. Thanks to all the crew that came through tonight. Thank you for Nick Andre being a guest. Um, definitely going to get you back soon, man. Uh, like you guys heard, big guests. Big. We're gonna. It's gonna be a little bit of dar outside, maybe uh, coming up too. We'll see how some things work out there. True. Uh, sure. As you guys know, the all the albums on the way. Big guests. Big shows. The world of dar media never stops. Straight out of Reseda, I'm a believer. You're speaking of elite, better know we truly the leaders. I steam with every dream, my king since let it rain. It's me and my gang rolling the greatest you've ever seen. You can keep all of the scrums, the media never runs. The moment that you observe, I wrestle with everyone. Now see what you become. This ain't practical, check the attitude. Started too sweet and the bullets club in the avenue. Sabbaticals are temporary in the wing, we naturals. Every play you run, I see your ladder, but what's back at you? Moving shit godly, keep the stupid shit off me. V trigger, we bigger. It's a super kick party, nigga.